0: Good morning, everyone. I have another adventure for you from uh, the dark side. Uh, some of the folks we're going to be talking about today, I had uh, a little bit of prior knowledge about, but the Central Park Gang of Tulsa and some of their exploits had no idea until I wrote the book and did the research for the book uh, Murder and Mayhem on the Main Street of America, Tales from Bloody 66. I want to give a shout-out this morning to uh, our friends at Root Trip USA. They are the bespoke highway specialist, road trip adventures, memorable holidays in the U.S. or Canada. Take a gander if you're planning an adventure. It's uh, Road Trip USA. Like us, they test the pillows, taste the enchiladas. They go through it all to make sure that you have a memorable road trip holiday. Okay, hey, when we think about Prohibition-era gangsters, it's Chicago, Al Capone, the St. Valentine's Day massacre that come to mind. Sometimes, you know, you'll think Bonnie and Clyde, John Dillinger. Well, Tulsa, however was where some of the most violent gangsters of this period got their start and they honed their skills. Many would profit from the lessons they learned in Tulsa, and they went to work for syndicates in Chicago, St. Louis, and Detroit, contributing to one of the rise of gangster empires such as Al Capone's the mid-1920s. In Tulsa's Central Park District at Sixth Street and Peoria Avenue, during the years bracketing World War I. Juvenile gangs ran rampant. The roster of ruffians reads like a who's who of notorious Midwestern gangsters in the late 20s and 30s. Volney Davis, Wilbur Underhill, Ray Terrell, Elmer Inman, they were just a few. Pretty Boy Floyd had a Tulsa connection. The infamous Barker gang led by Ma Barker, they got their start in the Central Park District as well. We'll start out with a a look at uh, Volney Davis. He was a very early member of the Central Park gang, and he made his way to Tulsa in 1921 after serving a three-year sentence for grand larceny in the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. He launched his career as a ruthless killer and opportunist when he teamed with Arthur Doc Barker to burglarize St. John's Hospital in Tulsa. Thomas J. Sherrill, a hospital night watchman, was killed during the robbery. Barker was arrested a few months later, but uh, Davis eluded capture for almost a year. For his role in the robbery and murder at the hospital, he received a life sentence in 1922. Participating in a mass escape from the prison at McAllister, Oklahoma, Davis managed to remain free for less than two weeks. In 1932, he again fled prison, reunited with longtime girlfriend Edna Murray, also a prison escapee, and they joined the Carpus Barker gang. He was later implicated in the kidnapping of St. Paul, Minnesota banker, Edward Brimmer, a crime that would result in a second sentence of life in prison. Hiding in Aurora, Illinois, he provided a haven for John Dillinger and Homer Van Meter, After a running gun battle with police, Dillinger left the mortally wounded John Red Hamilton in the care of Davis and Murray. Davis was captured in St. Louis on January 23, 1935, but he escaped the following day. Four, Four months later, he was arrested in Chicago, and he would later join many of his former associates from the Central Park Gang in Alcatraz. Uh, another one was uh, about 1910. Arthur Doc Barker, Davis's future accomplice in the Tulsa hospital robbery and murder, moved with his family. George Elias Barker, his father, Kate Arizona Ma Barker, his mother, and brothers Herman, Lloyd, and Fred moved from Missouri Ozarks to Tulsa. By the mid teens, the Barker brothers were well-known in the Central Park District for theft, for robbery, assault. They were even linked to several unsolved murders. On July 18, 1918, Doc Barker was arrested for automobile theft, and after his conviction was sentenced to the penitentiary in Joplin, Missouri. On February 19, 1920, he made his escape. A series of robberies in Oklahoma was attributed to Doc Barker, after being arrested in Tulsa on January 14, 1922, Barker was convicted of Cheryl's murder and received a sentence of life in prison to be served at Oklahoma State Penitentiary. But on September 10, 1932, he was pardoned for good behavior and immediately joined his brother Fred and Alvin, a.k.a. Creepy Carpus, on a violent crime spree. Barker was identified as a participant in the robbery of the 3rd Northwestern Bank in Minneapolis, Minnesota on December 16, 1932 and as the gunman who shot and killed two police officers during the robbery. His brother, Fred, shot and killed a civilian during the robbery. The gang struck again on August 30, 1933, robbing a payroll of Stockyards National Bank, South St. Paul, Minnesota. Barker displayed his vicious, cold-blooded nature by fatally shooting Lee Pavlik, a disarmed police officer. Barker was also a principal in the kidnapping of St. Paul banker Edward Beamer and brewery magnate William Ham. In January of 1935, Barker was arrested in Chicago. After his conviction, he too was sent to Alcatraz. In January of 1939, he was shot and killed during an escape attempt. By the mid-teens, Fred Barker was considered a leader of a loose alliance of thieves, crooks, pickpockets, and burglars, known as the Central Park Gang. Fred received his first prison sentence in 1927 for burglary. It was in prison that he and Alvin Carpus established their partnership. Released in 1930, Barker and Carpus formed a gang that initiated a crime spree In Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, and Kansas. They were ruthless. In December 1931, Barker gunned down Sheriff C. Roy Kelly and Manley Jackson, a police chief. Barker was also suspected of murdering Arthur Dunlop, Ma Barker's companion who may have been providing tips to the police. After the kidnappings in Minnesota, Fred Barker and Alvin Karpis hired an underworld doctor joseph p moran to surgically alter their appearance and remove their fingerprints with acid moran disappeared shortly afterward the last time anyone saw the doctor was at a brothel in which he reportedly bragged i have you guys in the palm of my hand then he left with carpus and barker his bodily badly decomposed body was discovered a year later washed up on lake erie's crystal beach On January 16, 1935, Fred Barker and Ma Barker died in an intense gunfight with FBI agents in Florida. John Clark, uh, excuse me, Jim Clark arrived in the Central Park District around 1921. Two years later, he was arrested for burglary. After his release, he moved to Texas, worked in the oil fields, and then launched a smuggling business in 1927, bringing liquor across the border from Juarez, Mexico. Shortly after, he returned to Tulsa and was arrested for burglary. On March 31, 1928, he was sentenced to serve five years in the state penitentiary, but was paroled a year later. In the following year, on March 14, 1932, he was sentenced to two years in prison for stealing a car in Sequoia County, Oklahoma. Six weeks later, he made his escape, and on June 17th, he was arrested with Frank Sawyer and Ed Davis in a stolen car near Rich Hill, Missouri. Their arrest occurred shortly after the robbery of $47,000 from a bank in Fort Scott, Kansas, a crime the three were charged with. The bank robbery, however, was committed by the Carpus Barker Gang. Using revolvers smuggled into the prison at Lansing, Kansas, Clark was one of 11 prisoners who escaped on May 30, 1933. Clark and fellow escapee Clifford Dobson separated from the others shortly after their getaway. In Missouri, near Springfield, while hitchhiking on Route 66, B.K. Blair and Alice Braithwaite of Joliet gave them a ride. The young couple was taken hostage and forced to drive to, to Neosho, Missouri, where they were released. The hostages confirmed to police that Clark and Dobson had killed Officer Otto Durkee, a decorated World War I hero, in Chattopah, Kansas, during their flight. We have a great deal more to share about some of these Uh, Central Park graduates on next week's episode of Wake Up With Jim. One of the great stories that I'll share with you next week is the story of the Kimes brothers, George and Matthew. Their crime spree along Route 66 stretched from Missouri to Oklahoma. And uh, it's quite astounding that this one district in Tulsa spawned so many vicious criminals. Hey, uh, well, uh, I can sure do a story on Alcatraz if that would be of interest. You betcha. Uh On Sunday morning, on Coffee with Jim, 7 o'clock, our travel program, we are going to be visiting St. Louis. We're going to talk about all the great things you can see on Route 66. St. Louis is a challenge for Route 66 travelers. From its inception, uh, Route 66 followed a uh, confusing series of roads through Route 66, was realigned numerous times. A lot of those roads now are truncated by the interstate highway. They've been turned into one-way corridors. But there's some great, great things to see in St. Louis. We'll be talking about Forest Park, the Moonrise Hotel, uh, the old uh, Coral Court Motel. And uh, I'll give you a, a teaser about a uh, vicious kidnapping and murder that occurred at that, uh, and was linked to that motel in the 1950s. And some missing cash the ransom that was never found. It's going to be a good program. talking about the Museum of Transportation and a few other things. Uh, I hope you found this of interest this morning. Invite your friends. And uh, we'll work on that Alcatraz story. I've got a few more tales from Bloody 66 to share over the course of the next few weeks. And we'll finish up next week the Central Park game We'll be talking about the, Car- uh, the Kimes Brothers and creepy Alvin Carpus. You won't want to miss that. 6.30 Mountain Standard Time next Wednesday morning on Wake Up With Jim. Hey, before I wrap this up, uh, if you happen to be in the area this weekend, National Road Trip Day proclamation is being made here in Kingman, Arizona. And Friday afternoon festivities kick off with a big block party. Hope you can join us. Hey, before we go, uh, do we have any questions I can answer for you? Uh, wonderful. How are things in the UK? Excellent. You know, I've, I have yet to make it to the UK. Uh, I mentioned our sponsor today was Root Trip USA. And they are a London-based company. And uh, some pretty good friends of mine there. So if you decide to take a road trip stateside and uh, you want to make the trip a little easy, avoid a lot of hassles and headaches, well, give the folks there at uh, Road Trip USA a holler. Maggie, thank you for joining us. And uh, everyone who tuned in this morning, we will do this again Sunday morning with our travel program when we talk about St. Louis. And uh well become a follower of the program on Jim Hinkley's America. And I'll keep you posted as I work on a program about Alcatraz. Well, until we meet again, my friends, via Candidos.